Welcome to Wrestling with the Angels, a podcast that hopes to encourage you as we limp along this life together. My name is Zach, and I'm here with my good friend and co-host Clint. And I nailed that one that time. Man, that feels you did good. So much better than the last time. Yeah, that feels good. Yeah, I'm um, celebrating that success today. <laughs> uh, so today we're doing the second part of this. I, you can't really call it a series. No, nah, a series is like two. four. <laughs> yeah, or at least three. This uh, is two. What would we call it then? Part one, part two? This yeah. is part two. Yeah, the other side of the coin, if you will. Mm. When <laughs> To get philosophical. <laughs> I don't know. That's not a philosophical statement. <laughs> okay, so we're going to try and uh, follow the same format that we did last time. Um, and so today what we're talking about is mourning with those who mourn. And maybe a less biblical way of saying that is just um, being sad with somebody, not yeah. being sad for somebody, but being right. sad with them. Yep. Uh, do you have anything? I don't else know. That's a less biblical way, but not using the biblical. Yeah, not using language. the exact biblical language. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Yeah, it's a good good point of clarification there, sir. <laughs> yeah, it's we, unbiblical we're, to do it that we're way. Not going off the rails here. <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah, maybe. some some anyway. some may say otherwise. Yeah. <laughs> so, what was your question? I'm sorry. Uh, well, the first one we were just kind of describing what we're talking about. Yeah, and, and so I put it in as layman terms as I can. I just didn't know if you had anything to add to that. No, I mean, just we want we want people listening to this to have listened to last week too. Um, so, which is a departure for us. We it's like to not the Office to, or Seinfeld. Yes, you have to, it's it's a it's a continuum. we like people to just be able to pick up our podcast and listen to any particular episode. But I think this one in particular, if you go, it's it's a balance. Mm-hmm. So last week we talked about celebrating the success of others uh, and tied that to the to the biblical message of rejoicing with those who rejoice, being happy for people who are happy. Um, today is the is the flip side of that is yeah. is being able to um, come alongside people um, and not in and not in an effort at least immediately to pull them out of their sadness. I think that's a goal and a, and a noble one. But not like immediately. Yeah. But to be able to sit down with someone who's sad. Yeah. And just be sad too, for the right reasons. Right. And last week we talked about that in a very confusing way, but we eventually got there on the same page. Yeah. That uh, this one we felt was easier to do than rejoicing with others. Yes. Because we felt that it was harder if we're sad to come up to the person who's on cloud nine. Mm-hmm. But actually, in uh, you know, we briefly talked about through what we're going to talk about um, right before this, and we had mentioned that maybe that's not the case. Maybe this, yeah. maybe this actually isn't easier. It just feels easier because we're on cloud nine, and so that those feelings are awesome, and yeah. so nothing feels hard yeah. at that point. Mm-hmm. But the more I think about it, the more I think it's just as difficult to come down yeah. to. The person who said, if I'm on cloud nine, I think what I might be doing is helpful. Therefore, I think it's easy. Yeah. But the reality is I'm, I'm not being helpful and um, it, it is a difficult thing to do. Uh, and I think the reason it's difficult in that situation, especially as Christians, because we, we put on our counselor hat uh-huh. when people are sad. Yeah. We want to encourage them. We want to make them. Make that feeling want, go away as quick yeah, as possible. But inevitably what we sometimes do in that situation is diminish yep. their sadness. So it's kind of only, let's only put our counselor hat on after we've adequately um, sat, in, the sat sadness. in that sadness mm-hmm. with people, you know. 
And so, and I think another reason it's difficult that we talked about a little bit before we started recording was when it comes to being happy and rejoicing with those who rejoice, being happy for people who are happy, it's, it's hard to do in our immediate circles because we're in competition, even if, you know, that's not a healthy way to view it, but we're mm-hmm. in competition with those same people in our inner circles for happiness. So the, the, um, falling prey to comparison a lot. And so it's harder to be happy for those people that, you know, really, really well, it's really easy to be happy for people that are kind of distanced, you know? And so like an example I would give is this week, a lot of people I know whose kids are graduating, but I don't know them that well. So I'm ha- I can be happy for them, you know, that their kids are graduating. But if some, my neighbor's kid and my kid were graduating and their kid got better grades than my kid, it might be harder for me <laughs> to be happier. So you see, that's the illustration. It's really basic, but it's an illustration. So flip it now to mourning. And we talked about how it's the opposite, at least in our experience. It's easier to be sad with those people we're in closer relationship with because we have shared experience. We're often probably sad for the same reasons. It's not hard for us to pretend to be sad or to um, be sad when we're not because we know, we, we have intimate knowledge of that. Whereas for people on the peripheral, it might be harder for us to be sad for them because we just don't, we don't know, we don't have all the information. Yeah, and that, that is very interesting. I mean, just to like recap what you just said in summary, for rejoicing with those, for rejoicing for others, it's easier to do that with people outside of our sphere. Yeah. And harder to do it with people that are inside our sphere. With m- being sad for others, it's flip-flopped. Yes. It's easier to be sad with those that we're closest to and more difficult to be sad with those that are outside our sphere. Right. So it's flip-flop. Yeah. And there's probably something to explore there. Probably so. Um, for we'll people let, who we'll are smarter. with PhDs. Yeah, or, we've got friends and, yeah. and listeners that can uh, that can tell us why we'll that is. Unpack that a little. And, and we all, and you know, we're speaking from our own experience. There, mm-hmm. It's not to say that there's somebody who finds it really hard to be happy for those. Yeah, uh, in general, it off, seems that's know? the yeah, case. Yeah, in general, in our experience, that's, that's the case. Yeah. For sure. What was the next point? Um, so the next thing that we talked about in the part one, uh, is how these, how these feelings impact us. So how does, Mm -hmm. how does being sad for someone else actually impact us? It, I don't think it's natural for us to be empathetic people. And we've talked about that in previous episodes about how important it is, um, to be able to put ourselves in other people's positions. Um, but I think being sad for and with other people trains us in that. So it's not as if you're not an empathetic person and then something bad happens or something sad happens to somebody you know and you just flip a switch and all of a sudden you're empathetic. But those instances provide like a training ground. Mm for being more and more uh, empathetic. Yeah, I don't know that I was ever able to do this well until I experienced some Mm. difficult things myself. Mm. And I had in mind what I wanted from others, the connection I wanted from others. And I didn't really get it, you know? Um, So there, there have been some hard things I've had to go through in the last few years, Faith and I both. Um. And typically the response is chin up, Mm. you know, 
Um, or, well, you know, God's got a plan, mm. something like that. And those are all accurate. There's no, <laughs> right. there's truth to that. There's need for that at certain times, but that's not what I needed right then. No. You know, and that's, um, I think the important distinction to draw from this is what we're talking about. We're not saying that it, we just want to be sad and depressed with people who are sad and depressed forever. Mm-hmm. Um, but that there's a time, an mm-hmm. indeterminate amount of time where that's what we should do. Yeah. And yeah. And, it, and I, we're and not I, even suggesting that there, you know, that at some point something needs to happen. That's yeah. not, we're just advocating for, um, sitting with others in their sadness and it's okay. That's a, that's a perfectly normal and fine emotion. It's yeah. not a bad emotion. And I think, I think in, in the instances in which you're talking about, um, for your family, was while what what you guys went through is a common occurrence mm-hmm. in society, it happens a lot. We don't have language in the church to speak to that sort of. Well, we do, but we just don't talk about. Yeah, it. like cultural, like biblically, we have that language. Yeah, you know, but I we, think of Psalm eighty-eight. Yeah, but we don't use it, right? Because right. we're always pumping sunshine and rainbows <laughs> up people's butts. You know, wow, that's a weird expression. <laughs> no, I'm just saying we're pumping sunshine. That's that's an expression. But, we're, but so that's what we, we're told. We can't really be sad, but that's not like you said. It's not. That's not biblical. Yeah, Jesus wept. It's the shortest mm. verse in the Bible, but it's mm. there. That's the only one I got memorized. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah, and then so I read Psalm 88 this morning, mm-hmm. and uh, man, I loved. I, did you really? I, yeah, I did. And um, for anybody that doesn't know, I mean that that it's a despairing and sad. It's probably the saddest and most despairing chapter mm-hmm. uh, in scripture. And it doesn't, what and there's like no resolution. It, right. But what I like about it is there is a direction mm-hmm. that like, so at, at base level, we want to sit in other sadness. And I'm not even suggesting that, um, that this is necessary, but it's necessary for me. Right. Um, when I am, being sad at best, when I'm expressing that emotion in the best way I can, I'm still directing my thoughts mm-hmm. and my prayers towards a certain direction. Right. That doesn't mean I have to put on a face that I'm happy. That doesn't mean that um, I can't feel sadness in the in and how much depth there is in that emotion. It just means it's directed towards God. Like my prayers are going out to him. Even if I say... God, it feels like you abandoned me. God, it feels like um, nothing's going right. God, I feel like you're angry with me. Um, at the very least, um, I'm opening the door for a conversation with God and for him to, to, to answer me. You know, sometimes I, you know, I wish he would answer me like in a Job-like mm. fashion where yeah. I'm just like lamenting and despairing. And he says, wake up, man, yeah. put on your clothes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I don't think that's an exact quote, but no. <laughs> yeah, Dr- address me like a man. Or, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but no, like that that thing that I was reading this morning about Psalm eighty eight, and it was funny because I usually read the, my Bible on my phone, like I have the app, because there's no distractions, there's no like footnotes and stuff like that for me to really get bogged down in. But today, my phone had I, I was so tired like yesterday, I just got home, put my phone on the table, and went to bed. 
And so this morning, my phone was dead. So I plug it in. I'm like, well, I'm not going to use that excuse not to read. So I grabbed a physical copy of the Bible. And Ugh. <laughs> the, <laughs> <Just kidding. laughs> the one I have with the largest print, because I don't like reading small print anymore, uh, is was a Spurgeon study Bible that's in this, the Christian Standard Bible translation. And there was I a, have been using that one a lot. Yeah, there was, a, foot, there was a footnote from Spurgeon on, on just one on Psalm 88. And he talked about, you know, because this is so sad and so despairing, why we would we might ask ourselves, why is this even in mm. the Bible? Mm. And uh, he he mentions the reason it's here is inevitably someone somewhere in Christendom is experiencing this, mm. and so they might feel alone. But by reading these words of Ezra the Hemonite or whatever, they know that at least one other person in human history has experienced the same things they are. Dude, I love that you brought that up because when we did, we're Sunday school teachers, and we did a series on the Psalms or something like that, Christ in the Psalms. We were doing it along with Oren's sermons. Yeah, that's what it was. And I remember coming to the conclusion when we were going through that is that the Psalms gave words to swallow up my emotions Mm -hmm. because without them, my emotions seem big. My emotions seem daunting. Like, like there's there's nothing that will encompass them. Right. And when I read Psalms like that one, it gives a valley. It gives a it gives something to put perspective to my emotions, and it helps me see that um, maybe they're not as big as I thought they were. Yeah, I'm not alone. I'm okay. Yeah, you know. Well, and I think for me to to read those kind of words and to 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 go back to what we're you know more directly what we're talking about uh, being sad with people when they're sad is it gives me a a lens through which I can look at sadness even though it may not be what I'm experiencing mm. in my own life. It gives words to the emotions that other people are feeling who often in those moments can't articulate what they're feeling. Yeah, and so, um, and it, and it's not like I don't have trouble. I, I have trouble being sad for people when the the situation itself wouldn't make me like necessarily make me sad. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, when I can read in the Psalms or read another person's words about something like that, it helps me helps me sort of put myself in that frame of mind, uh, which I think is important. Yeah. In order to do this well. Yeah. And the only thing I, the only last two things I want to mention before I'm done is that earlier I talked about how, um, when I'm, when I'm emoting sad in the best way possible, it's, it's directed towards God. Mm-hmm. But I just want to verbally say that I do that so poorly. Yeah. Um, there are so many times where I hold on to bitterness, I hold on to resentment, I just hold on to sadness. I throw myself pity parties mm-hmm. and I don't do that well. Um, and I, what has always been the case is that when someone can say, have you prayed about it? And I get that doesn't, that is not always, that does not always land well. Right. But for me, I, I get angry with that person, but at the same time, it directs me to where I need to go. Um, so there may be hard things that need to yeah. be said, but as long as they're said while you're sitting, I, I'll say it this way. When things have been said that have been difficult to hear for me in those moments, if that person is next to me and not above me is like mm-hmm. cloud nine, um, it's it's much better received. Yeah. Or, or for somebody to say, you know, 
maybe not necessarily ask if you've prayed about it, but say, Hey, let, let's pray. Let's pray. Yeah. That's a, let's pray that's a good way. It, yeah. You know, um, because I feel like what's, what's most effective for me when I'm sad and what helps me get out of that. I don't that, think I've ever seen you sad. <laughs> it happens. I've seen man. you cry once. Yeah. I've seen you cry once. It happens. And, and look, man, a lot of things make me sad when other people experience them because <laughs> two reasons. Either I know exactly how they feel, mm. and so it brings me back to when that thing happened to me, or I realize that I haven't experienced those things, and it makes me sad that anybody would have to. Mm. Yeah, and so that's where the sadness comes from. And like, who am I to not have experienced this? Yeah, you know, and so, um, and so, and that helps me put put me in, in the frame of mind to be able to to help them. But I the the thing that I try to do and that I appreciate when people do when I'm sad is if you can't identify, say it, mm-hmm. say, man, I, I have no idea what that's like, Yeah, but I can, you know, I can imagine that, it, that how that would make you sad. Um, I, I would say just leave it off with what you just said. I, I, I can't, I struggle to identify yeah. with what you're going through, yeah. but I want to. Yeah. I, you know, I can't imagine mm-hmm. because I have not experienced it. Yeah. And that, that, and what that means is to me when I, and when I say it, it means I can't imagine what you're going through, but I want to try to imagine it so that I can help you out of it. Yeah. And I think that's the spirit of being sad with people who are sad is you, you want to help them out of it, but not before you enter into it. Yeah, because to a good try to, to help them out of it. Because initially, you, I was against what you were saying. Yeah, but how you said it, how you added that little yeah. couplet. Yeah, that I, was, I don't want to help you out of it mm-hmm. before I help before I enter into it. Yeah, because other after that, that's what Jesus did. Yeah, that's exactly what Jesus. Absolutely, did. man. Absolutely. Um, he entered into the pain. Mm-hmm. He entered into the brokenness and walks us all out. Yeah, I, and the, my favorite passage about that is is when Lazarus dies. Mm-hmm. And which is in the context of Jesus. You see wept. all the human emotions yeah, there. It's in the context of Jesus wept and Jesus was g- waited to go see Lazarus until he died. Mm-hmm. Knew he could have gone and healed him. Knew what he was going to do to raise him from the dead mm-hmm. and still entered into the suffering of the, f- the people for Lazarus's family and friends mm. and himself and yeah. wept. Um, That's good. In that. That's good. And that's a good place to end. And that's what we want to do today. We want to be willing to enter other sadness with them uh, so that we may both experience Christ. And until next time, may the Lord make his channel for his peace.